Ted Jones messed with the wrong melon farmers. Ted Jones, I also call him the eighth wonder of the real estate world. Ted Jones, who knows, you know, it could be. Ted Jones? The Ted Jones World Podcast. Hello and welcome. What's up? Episode 42 here of the Ted Jones World Podcast. Producer Pat is unfortunately not with us once again. The guy is helping out at the hospital as a volunteer once again. Zach, I can't even begin to explain how excited I am. We're back in the studio. I've got a good buddy here of mine. So, Zach Tyler Eisen. Zach, how are you? I'm doing great. You're doing great? So, Zach actually is from The Last Airbender on Netflix. Have you seen it? It was number one which week? Um, A couple weeks ago. Bro, how's it going, man? It's it's going great. It's it, going it great. Really is yeah. It's really great to see the show back out there again, and and uh, yeah. So your character has a, a pretty big heart, and for the most part, I'd say it's like a kid show. But I definitely watched a few episodes, and okay. it's exciting. So why don't you just kind of break down uh, the summary of the show, and we'll just get into it from there, man. Okay. All right. So Avatar: The Last Airbender. If you haven't seen it, it was uh, it ran on Nickelodeon from two thousand. 2007 uh, that, that might be wrong um, no 2000 2000 2006 2006 it started yes there you go okay 2006 um i played a character ang he was the last airbender basically the avatar is the only person in the world who can master all four elements which are air water fire and earth um and there's a big war going on the fire nation is trying to take over uh i'm actually the last of the airbenders hence the last airbender see how see that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh there you follow Okay, so then that's what. All right, sorry, I'm just actually trying to understand the 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 like title of of his character, but I did watch it. Go ahead. Yeah. So, Ang, my character is the only one who can save the world. He he disappeared for a hundred years. Uh, he was stuck in an iceberg. Uh, he was discovered by these two kids, Sokka and Katara. Uh, and the show is three seasons that covers their journey to uh, save the world from the evil Fire Nation and restore. Harmony between all four elements. And what is it, like 60, 61 episodes? 60 episodes. Something like that. Yeah. So if you got some time right now, I suggest that you tune in to Avatar The Last Airbender. It's actually, so the show is named after your character. That's right, yeah. Pretty big deal, man. I know. Pretty big deal. Um, it's, it's not, by the way, it's not the blue people avatar. Like James Cameron. Right, 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 right. Common, it's the cartoon. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. literal cartoon. The cartoon. The there, cartoon there, version. There's a movie version of the show, I was not a part of that. Um, uh, just the show, just the voice. That's what we're talking about here. So I'm um, clear that up. Okay, so um, it was least. It was released like what two weeks after Corona started. So perfect time for something to be released on Netflix because everyone's just got a ton of time on their hands. Yeah, and like I was saying before, top on Netflix, number one actually for a few weeks. So like. How, um, I, I mean, how do you fully feel about just regaining your celebrity status, I guess? I mean, it was, it was amazing to see the show go number one. Uh, I, I, I had a feeling that it was going to be popular when it hit Netflix. It, it did really well in its day, um, and it's honestly a great show. But number one, I did not expect that. Yeah, that like a, ahead, of, ahead of Tiger King, ahead of a lot of other things on Netflix, dude, especially yeah. during that quarantine time. Yeah, I mean... Very it's, exciting. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. Uh, I've, I've had a lot of people reach out to me, uh, you know, just to talk about it again, and people are so stoked, and, and it's, it's great. Nice, man. So being a child star, um, like, I guess let's, let's start with that. 
what what other projects were you working on you know like during the time that you were working on the last airbender and stuff like and such like that sure yeah um i i had been an actor i started at like age four uh i started doing commercials and stuff like that i was in a few movies and had some small roles in tv shows um avatar was my main thing um before that i uh i had a role on uh little bill uh nick jr show um, which like, I feel like I, I've watched some clips recently. I don't remember why, uh, but that was a fun throwback. Wait, but, what? You don't remember why you were on it or, no, 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 or why you watched it? <laughs> yeah, why? Well, like somebody must've sent it to me. Okay. Okay. Just, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and then I was in a movie called the ant bully, uh, that came out also in 2006. So 2006 was a big year for me. Like nice. I, I, I peaked, I was 13. Okay. Uh, it was my bar mitzvah year. Um, a lot of good stuff happened that year. Uh, the Mets made it to the world. No, they, they lost ugh, tragically. Yeah, NLCS, but we don't have to talk about that. No, we could talk about that a little bit, I guess. And also, well, I mean, just to bring it uh, to current events. So the the situation with baseball is, I guess, I mean, what? They proposed a 60-game season, and now we're just waiting to see? Yeah, there's there's a some union negotiations that are taking place between the players and uh, and the league. Uh, They're trying to figure out how this abbreviated season will fit into the contracts. Um, But... I didn't. I, I didn't come here expecting to talk MLB. Let's, let's go, let's <laughs> dude. Go. Whatever. Let's. Sorry, bro. Let's. Uh, let's turn it no, back to okay. that to air bending. Um. So, was there like a time in in your career, I guess, or like 2006, where you're like, damn, like I think I could do this full time. Like I could be a, a full time actor. That's that's a good question. You know, I I never really had that desire, and that's like part of the reason that I've like been out of the spotlight for so long. I think like a lot of the people who are listening to this like will this is the first interview I've done in years. Um, I did like, you know, a, a, a print interview from like my high school newspaper, like probably like 10 years ago or more at this point. Um, I've been asked to do a lot of things. Um, sorry to all the people that I've ignored. Um, <laughs> you're not ignoring I, bro. You're busy. I am busy. I am busy. I have, I have a, I have a job. Um, I've, I've moved away from acting, but you know, it, to me, like back then I, it, it it was, it was something else that I did in my life. It was a great thing and I'm still thankful for it. Um, but I never really saw myself as someone who wanted to live that lifestyle and, and continue acting. And what I, were I, you like, sorry, 13 at the time in 06, I was 13. Yeah. Uh, 12, 13. So that was like really my prime. <laughs> the more I say that, yeah. Uh, um, uh-huh. yeah, I'm just I'm embarrassing myself here. <laughs> uh, but, um, um, uh, where, where were we? We were just talking about if you wanted to keep pursuing it, dude. Yeah, you know, I, I, I said to my parents and I said to my, to my manager at the time, I was, you know, I, I kind of just, once I hit high school, I kind of just wanted to be a normal kid. Not that I ever wasn't, but that just kind of appealed more to me. I wanted to, you know, focus on school and my friends and, and uh, build my life around that. So you grew up in Connecticut, correct? Yeah. So wh- when did you find the time to actually go to New York and record, you know, the whole, I'm assuming it was in New York, not LA. Yeah. So most of it was in New York. Okay. Uh, actually during Avatar, since that was, you know, three seasons, we did 60 episodes, um, which was at least two recording sessions per episode. Um, we found a studio in Connecticut in my hometown. Um, where we did a good amount of it, but there was a good amount of commuting into the city always for, you know, back and forth for auditions and, and sessions and whatnot. Um, so I remember in seventh grade, I would get pulled like once a week, maybe like Wednesdays from like my last period of class. And it was great. I got to leave school early. It was awesome. Always dope. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, get taken into the city. Uh, my mom did most of the driving or we take the train. Um, we lived pretty close to the city. Um, 
so yeah, we'd come in to do a session, uh, bang it out in an hour or two and uh, head back home. So did you communicate with any of the co-actors on the show? Just like, you know, I, I, being a voiceover actor, I can imagine it's even harder to see any of these people um, during like a session or anything. Because like when you're doing like human acting, you know, well, I guess I'll call it <laughs> human <laughs> acting. Like you really don't see uh, people who you're on set with maybe that much, especially if like it's not your scene or not your turn. So how did that work? So yeah, that's, that's another thing. Um, like most of the talent was based in LA. Um, so every so often I'd fly out there and go record with, you know, one or two of the other people. Um, sometimes they'd be in New York. I did a few sessions here in New York with some people. Uh, it just kind of depended on scheduling, but that's also the beauty of voice acting. You can do it whenever you don't have to get a million people in the same room at the same time. Um, you know, I, when I was in Connecticut doing, uh, you know, my sessions, I'd be communicating with the team out in LA. So there's a three hour time difference, but we're able to, to make it work. Um, but, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of few and far between that I got to meet the other co-stars, which is like, I get it. Um, I, I kind of wish I had more interaction with them and that's, yeah. I feel like that's a little part of the reason why I'm a little more distant from that world these days. Uh-huh, Cause I just, definitely. I don't really, of course I remember meeting them, but you know, I never, I wasn't working with them consistently and, and, um, but it, it, it was kind of cool to be able to do that. It was like certainly like a, a novelty when those opportunities came around. And are you kind of feeling like more so nowadays that you're happier that you were a voice actor rather than a human actor? I love how I keep saying human actor. An inhuman actor. Um, <laughs> um, am I happier? Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, it definitely like there's more anonymity. Like I can walk down the street and no one knows who I am. Right. Especially if you're wearing a mask. Especially if you're wearing a mask. Um, but I don't even need to because we're cutting that out. Um, <laughs> I do wear a mask. Yes, of um, course. Everyone I, does. I, I don't need to wear masks for anonymity purposes, but, but people yes. do recognize my name. I, right. This happened last week. Well, cause I, you go, you go by Zach Tyler, not Zach Tyler Isaac. Exactly. Exactly. So um, is it bad that I said your last name here? No, no, actually like it's so oh, phew. I don't remember when exactly it was, but I started using Zach Tyler Eisen. I don't even remember why, you know, a lot of this stuff, like I was a kid, so I didn't like, make a lot of these decisions yes um, absolutely so like, a lot of this is like a blur and a bit of a whirlwind but um it, it weirdly comes back to me like now that i'm re-watching the show and now that we're talking about it this is like the first interview you've done in what you said 10 years I, something like that something like that that's great that's great man well we appreciate you coming on ted jones world episode 42 here zach tyler eisen uh, so what are you, a super A-list child star, dude? Ugh. I think you actually might be. Just coming back on Netflix right now, like right at, right during Corona. Um, do you have anything else in the pipeline? Are you going to continue acting? Are you continuing your job or for your nine to five or what's the plan? So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mentioned that I have a job. I, I work in the same industry. Um, I'm behind the camera these days, behind the microphone. Um, but, um, you know, that door, while it's, mostly closed i'd say it's still a little ajar there's always okay. you, you know, can put your foot you chance. can put your foot in the door man exactly. my foot my foot has been in the door since 1997 nice so, um yeah I, I you know there's always that possibility i'm not going to say one way or another because who knows what's going to happen in life no one expected to to be in this situation where we are right now and in, in the world so who knows right absolutely so um were you able to attend a normal uh middle school and high school during the time that you were actually filming and doing all these things yeah and, and that was the beauty of it that's something that like my parents fought hard for they knew that i wanted that i didn't want to be uh you know have this take over my life i didn't i, I never i i, I 
I don't want to say I didn't like the attention that I got from it, but like I did, I never wanted it to be the main thing about me. You know, I, I wanted to have a, a, a balanced childhood. And, you know, I was a regular kid in middle school. I would just leave early once a week. Right. Um, uh, but you know, I was playing sports, just being a normal kid. And, and that was, that's, that's also the beauty of voice acting because you know, if, if, if it was on camera stuff, it might be a little bit different. There's definitely a lot more of a time commitment. You know, I didn't, I didn't have to spend hours memorizing lines. I just had to, familiarize myself with the script. Right. So um, I, I wanted to talk about this Serena Williams story. I, we actually heard from Serena Williams today in the news, or I saw it at least. She plans on playing the U.S. Open. A bunch of players are not going to be playing the U.S. Open. It's going to be held at Flushing Meadows without fans this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see how that goes down. But t- tell me your, your little Serena Williams story, man. So uh, I've, I've always been a tennis fan. And, and, and around the time that... I was doing Avatar was like the time that I was really into tennis. I fully wanted to be a professional tennis player. You know, I was, I was decent for like a 12 year old. Um, and then I kind of plateaued and then whatever, we don't have to go into that. (laughs) Uh, But, um, I found out years and years later that Serena was a huge fan of the show and she still is to this day. And she even of of Avatar of Avatar. Yeah. She's a big fan. Uh, and she she even had a cameo in the third season, I believe, and also the spinoff series. She she had. A small oh, role. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was such a big fan that they they had to bring her in, which which uh, is really cool. But um, hilarious it, at the U.S. Open back then, um, in either 2006 or 2007, I don't remember offhand. I want to say it was 07. Um, I was there. I was watching Serena play, and she, you know, at the end of the at the end of the match, the winner signs a couple of balls, hits them into the crowd. I caught one from her. She had no idea she was hitting what? it to me. I had, at the time had no idea. Wait, but why were you why were you sitting in the crowd? They didn't bring you to the court or, or no, anything. No, I was just there. Um, you know, some family friends of ours had given us tickets that had nothing to do with the show. I uh-huh. just wanted to go to the US Open. We had amazing seats. Um, and uh, like I just happened to catch that ball. I still have it to this day. Um, and like I ever since I found out that Serena is such a big fan, like I've I've really wanted to talk to her about it. Um, and like what better place to like get that out in the air than, than Ted Jones world. Yeah, dude, wait, what, <laughs> how is, how is Zach Eisen over here? Zach Tyler, the last airbender, Aang, not gotten any con like communication with Serena Williams. It's, Come on, it's, Serena it's Williams. It's not her fault. You know, why, is, why is it not her fault? Well, she hasn't communicated with you. Doesn't she know that Aang's the main character? So she, she absolutely does. I, I know she knows that for a fact. She's a big fan. She even like found a bit of a loophole in like the series mythology and like tweeted it and fans kind of like lost their minds. This was a, a little while back. I don't, I don't want to get into that. So wait, but what do you, wait, what do you mean by that? So you found a, a loophole. What are you talking about? So after, after the last airbender series, they did a spinoff uh, called the legend of Korra. So it was another uh, story within the same universe. And she kind of had a, uh, like found some sort of discrepancy between like the backstories uh, and how like they kind of entered like, Interchange. It had to do with like the avatars and how they were created and stuff like that. It's, it's like, I, I know that. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's um. There's a lot of complicated mythology, around. right? And and I think she she like realized something, tweeted it out, and fans were like, uh, like I, like they didn't know how to respond. Um, and I honestly don't know how that was resolved. Wait, but was she? But was up. she right? Was she right in finding the loophole? Or what, what was that? She she made a and point. It was a really interesting point, and uh, I think there's there's a lot of debate about it. In, you know, in, in, All right, in you know what? I think I think while you while you're talking here, we have to look up this Serena Williams tweet. Okay, All right. about the about the loophole. I I I will say that um, maybe two years ago, Serena and I were in the same room. Um, 
I, what I do now is I shoot videos for a living. Um, and we were supposed to do a video with Serena. Um, she did the photo portion of like whatever event that we were at. And then she, at the last second, passed on video as I was bringing my camera and tripod out to shoot with her. Uh, and I was so excited to say something. When and was this? This was probably like two or more years ago. Um, and and more recently than that, I passed by her in uh, lower Manhattan. Like I saw her and I was like, wow, that woman looks a lot like Serena Williams. Yeah. And then like... I just kind of, I, I don't really get starstruck. I work with a lot of celebrities, like, but like, I just got this like crazy rush through my body. I'm like, oh my God, that was Serena. Like, I wasn't going to chase her down and bug her. I think that it would have been like a really cool interaction. Dude, I don't think that would have been a bugging. She would have been fired up to see you. Yeah, Holy yeah. shit, it's Aang. <laughs> oh I my God. look like Aang. That's a problem. She's right. Like, who is well, this kid? True. You know? True, but you and you had a much softer voice back then. That's right. But dude, honestly, I'm saying your acting skills, like the way you were reading those lines, are very impressive. Thank you. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> like the way that the way it flowed for real. I can really see that, like when you're reading something, and I, I mean, you're not just able to read it. You really have to flow, and you got to listen. You got to listen to this guy. You got to watch the show. <laughs> it's it's very good. I was not able to open up this thing right here. My internet's not working, oh dude. God. Can you op- can you open it up on your on your phone really yeah, quick yeah, while, while we get this going? I wanted to get you guys the actual tweet from Serena Williams um, in in regards to Avatar because Zach was telling me she was a massive fan of the show and I'm sure she was pumped when it came back on Netflix and it was number one too. You have the quote there or what? All right, hang on, pulling up. Okay. She tweeted this back in 2018. She said, avatar last bear airbender fans only question. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go. If the original benders were the sky bisons, badger moles and dragons, how does that tie in with avatar Wan when the lion sea turtle (laughs) gave all the people bending power with like five exclamation points or sorry, five question marks. Did you, did you get any of that? Do you follow? I mean, no, but yeah, I, I understand that that's the end of the tweet. That's the end of the tweet. And, and <laughs> I it, follow that. I, I, I hate this term, but it, it somewhat broke the internet. I mean, in the circles that Avatar is discussed. And there are, there are, there's still a pretty active fan base for a show that ended its run, you know, almost 10 years ago now. Okay. Uh, less than that. Yeah. No, more than that. I can't add. That's, that's not one of the elements. I can't. I can't. Uh, no, no. It was, it was like 12 years ago. Yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you guys have to look it up. You guys have a freaking computer right in front of you that has internet. I'm, I don't know why the Ted Jones world iPad is not working right now. We may have to have Pat troubleshoot it at a different time. Pat, come back. Pro- yeah, producer Pat, we miss you, man. Miss you. Um, so, Serena Williams loves the show. Anyone else that you know really won't leave you alone and loves the show? Um, I wouldn't say no one leaves me alone. I do get like some like, you know, whether it's like Facebook friend requests, I'm not on Facebook anymore, but I used to get just random people. Uh, I keep all my social media private, not because I'm hiding anything, just because like, I just got to keep some distance between, you know, my, my former acting actor self and, and who I am now. Um, so, you know, there, there are, there are people that have like tried to contact me online. I've like seen the threads on Reddit that are like, what happened to Zach? And like, yeah, right, right, right. people send me this stuff a lot too. I mean, you know, my friends get a kick out of it. Um, but you know, there, there's a really dedicated and passionate fan base for this show. And it ranges from, you know, kids who are kids now who, you know, are, are would have been babies back then if they were alive at all, uh, to like, you know, grown adults who are just big fans like Serena Williams. Right. Uh, so it's, it's kind of cool. There's a lot of like different perspectives and just a, a really wide range People who are into it. Um, and, uh, I think that just speaks to like just how, good of a job they did with the show right um and m night Shyamalan, who's a 
relatively big director I know put out the um I guess the human version the human of version. the Avatar, not the blue people though. That was, and, that was James and dude, the um the girl who the girl who bends water mm-hmm. in that movie went to my school, Nicola Peltz. That's right. Who, that's I, right. who I know relatively well. That's cool. Nicola, hello. How are you if you're watching? Good to see you. It's been a while. Hey, Nicola. Um, so that, that's funny. I got another airbender um, in my world. Yeah, what's, what's up with that? Who uh, else do you know? So, um, I mean, no one from Avatar, but right. I, I don't know, dude. I guess, <laughs> I guess other people. So I guess just to go back, uh, what, what was kind of like your favorite part about the show like your favorite experiences during the whole thing because i can imagine it's got to be pretty cool to play a cartoon character it is very cool to play a cartoon character um especially one with like the energy that that ang had um so like bringing that was was a very fun experience overall um i'd say um you know i i I recently just jumped back into the show now that's on netflix um which has been like super weird like Uh Lot, I, well, because you're watching your 12 year old self. Yeah, and, and, and that's one of the like questions that a lot of people ask me. I get that a lot. Is is it weird watching yourself or listening to yourself? And the answer is yes. It Absolutely. is very weird. right, right, right. I can imagine, like even dude, when I look at my old bar mitzvah pictures, I'm like, what am I doing with those enormous two front teeth? Those yeah. big front teeth. Anyway, anyway go ahead. Um, <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> So, you know, it took me like a, a little while. I think, I, I believe May 15th was the date that it dropped on Netflix. And My half birthday was May 13th. Oh, okay. So nice. There we go. All right. Cool. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, bro. <laughs> um, it, it took me quite a few weeks to like decide to watch. I, I, it's something that I've been wanting to do and I've had so many people and family members. No, I remember it. like you and I were talking about it a while ago and like you still hadn't like built up the courage, I guess, to, to watch it. It's just like a weird, it's a weird, um, it's, it's not narcissistic, but it, like the, the decision to be like, all right, this is how I'm going to spend my free time. Like, cause weirdly, like, even though we're, we're, we're stuck at home for the most part these days, like I'm still pretty busy with right. the random stuff. So like in the free time that I have, it's, it's tough to be like, all right, we're going we're gonna to watch myself. I understand that's got to be weird. That's yeah. definitely got to be weird. Like being a friend's character or something and then just like watching the show, like a Matthew Perry or uh, Joey LeBlanc. His name's not Joey LeBlanc. What is it? Matt, Matt LeBlanc. LeBlanc. <laughs> yeah, Joey anyway. But like He's just Joey. something that's always on the TV and something that like uh, you're kind of forced to watch for the most part. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like, you know, it's, it's kind of been away for a little while. You know, it wasn't airing on Nickelodeon. I think right. there was some, some uh, reruns. You thought you were like over there. and done with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in a sense, sure. And and I never really, I, I always thought that I would revisit it one day. And, right. And now, since it's just right there on your TV, it's it's so easy to. And it's, it's it would be it would be weird if I didn't at this point. Um, and, I, and I am... I've, I've started to get over the weirdness. I am happy that I'm watching it. I'm still early on. Uh, you know, I'm in the middle of season one. Um, but you asked about, I think, what like were some of my favorite experiences. Absolutely. Um, I'd say if I had to choose an episode, at least from like what I've watched so far, uh, watching like the, the King Boomy episode, which what, I think... It was, do you know what number that is? I believe it was number five. Uh, so of was, the first season. Of the first season. Um, I it brought back a lot of positive memories, and I remember being in the booth for some of those sessions. Um, oh, that's so dope! Yeah, dude. it was so weird. Like, <laughs> I, I, it it just hearing it just automatically brings back these weird feelings and emotions and memories. And um, something that we would do was like, right. you're like, oh shit, I was fresh. Yeah, sorry, all right, <laughs> keep okay. going. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> we, we we would we would like lay down the lines, uh, you know, record the bulk of the script and then they would go animate it and we would come back and do ADR, which is like vocal dubbing. 
So that would be like re-recording pickup lines or whatever, but also, you know, since it's an action show, a lot of like screaming and grunting. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. And, and this, I think out of like the first few episodes, this, there was, there was a lot of action. There was, there was a lot of intense moments in that episode. And I remember like some weirdly specifics, like screams and grunts. And like, I don't know if it like took me a long time to nail, but like, I think like that episode kind of like set the tone for me and, and the character moving forward. Like that, that was the energy that, we wanted to bring and it was, it was kind of a feel good episode. Right. Wait, would you, so would you say that maybe from like episode five on like five through 60, you kind of felt a different way than in like the first five. Well, I guess like the first five, you, you really, you have no kind of no idea what you're doing. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it takes some time to, to hit your stride. You know what I mean? Um, and that was like at that time, um, the biggest role that I had and still to date, like the, you know, I, I'd say it's like, if there's one thing that I'm quote unquote known for, it's, it's the avatar. Right. Um, right. 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 Ang. Right. So, yeah. So, um, you know, it takes some time to like hit your stride and like really figure out what the character is going to be like. Um, and you know, get a sense of like what the story is and where it's going. And like, obviously as like an 11, 12 year old, that's kind of difficult to do. So it, you know, it took some time. Um, but I think personally that was probably a turning point in a good way. Um, uh, you know, it, it, I, I, it's also just like a fun episode to watch and like bringing it, watching it again, like brought back a lot of positive memories. Is that uh, the one episode you'd recommend to anyone listening or watching this podcast right now to start off with? Or should we just start from season one, episode one? You know, it's 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 there. It's, it's it's unique for a Nickelodeon cartoon of that era uh-huh. in that it's there's a specific storyline. So if you start at episode right, five, like it, like a SpongeBob back then, just really totally completely episodic. On. You could just pick it up wherever. Right, right, nothing right. really changes. Yes, it, it, this this was always intended to be a three season story, like very particular storyline, and like there's a lot of like world building and and explaining of the environment and stuff because you know there's a lot of like fantastical elements to it. It's not just straightforward. These people have powers to bend the elements and, and there's, there's a lot of backstory. So I think, you know, I, I would recommend watching the first episode. Um, it, it definitely like picks up, um, you know, and the story continues to develop through the season, but you know, they're, they're 22 minute episodes. Uh, you can crush them. They're dude, they're anything. very quick relative to any other like Netflix or HBO show yeah. that are full hours. There were there were there were commercial breaks back then and like you can see where they cut it and it's kind of like a weird thing now too, like that it's on Netflix, there's no commercials and uh but yeah, no excuse to not watch it. If I'm doing it, yeah, then be we get, yeah, then we gotta be watching. Right. Right. Seriously, everyone tune in to the last airbender. So I wanted to jump back and talk about the ant bully. So I didn't really fully know too much about that movie. I still haven't seen it, to be honest. But I saw the cast list, man. And what a bunch of heavy hitters. So did you meet any of these people? If you could just break it down quickly, who's in the cast? Sure. Um, I I was the lead uh, in that movie as well, which is kind of crazy when you hear that. It starred uh, Nicolas Cage, Julia Roberts, Meryl Streep, uh, Paul Giamatti, uh, Lily Tomlin. Tom Hanks produced it. Uh, yeah, it was, it was like, that wait, was so you're, unreal. are you saying you're boys with like Tom Hanks or what? Yeah. I wished him well for coronavirus. You know, he, he you he, wished yeah, him well in, in my mind. All right. <laughs> um, you know, I, so I did, I did meet most of those people. I worked with a lot of them. I, I went out to LA to work with, uh, Julia Roberts, Nicholas Cage. Um, and then I, you know, during the overall process, I, I had met Tom Hanks and Gary Getzman, who is his, uh, partner in Playtone, uh, their, their production company. Um, and that was like during the same year I was doing Avatar at that time. Um, 
And you know what? It's funny. I didn't even know this, but the Ant Bully is streaming on Hulu. I stumbled upon it looking for something. The Ant Bully is streaming on Hulu yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. At least there you go. Was. Another. So either way, either way, you guys have Netflix. You don't. All right, Hulu. Watch it's, this one. Yeah, it's so. I, and I didn't. I I had no idea. Usually, like somebody will find it and like you know take a picture and send it to me. But I don't know where my friends are at on that one. Um, <laughs> so, what are the different like stylistic difference between an Ant Bully, which is for the most part, not cartoon. I, 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 can we say that like Ampoli is not cartoon, or, no, or cartoon. how does that work? It was just it was a different animation style. Um, you know, it it took it, it took t- a bunch of years. I don't remember exactly how many. I want to say between two and three from when we started production on that movie to when it it, it uh, ran in theaters. Um, so like the process like, compared to like sixty episodes of you know sixty twenty two minute episodes. Do that math. I already established that I can't. Um, mm-hmm. but like there's, it's, it's definitely like more of a, I don't want to say a more refined process. Cause like, that sounds like we half asked the show in that. By well, were you in, but, but were you in LA the entire time you were doing this particular movie because no. of how they were producing it or whatever? No, you know, it, it was a similar type deal that we, how we did avatar where it was, you know, a session every now and again, every few weeks, whatever it really was. Um, uh, but I did go out to LA to record. Uh, I was in Texas once to record. I think that was where um, one of the production companies involved was based out of. Um, so, I mean, overall, it was a pretty similar experience, I guess. It was definitely very cool to um, uh, be in a movie. It, it, it's kind of hard to describe the difference between being in a series and, and a movie. They They... Whereas, like, I was really just reading lines off of script as I was right. for TV. I, it, it definitely was. A, it, it felt different in the booth. And I don't really know how to, like, convey that. It was, I knew I was a part of something different. For, for one, like, the scripts that they'd send were huge. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a feature film as opposed to, like, a, a 22 or so page tiny script for a, a TV show. So it, it, it definitely, um, uh, it, it, it felt different in that way. It was also based on a book. Um, it was based on a children's book uh, by the same name. Um, so, like, there already was a, some reference material. Right. Um, but... Um, was there, like, a preparation difference between a network TV and, like, a, um, you know, like a big-time movie theater production? You know, that's, that's a good question. Um, definitely, yes. I, I, like, I don't recall enough specifics. I really wish I could, especially, like you know, working in the same industry now, I could probably speak about it much better if, like, my memory's... Right, really better good. vocab, yeah, exactly. bigger words. Totally. Nice. I, I'm not that big words. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it, like, I'm at this point in my life, it's it's very cool and satisfying that I was in an extremely popular TV show and also, like, a major motion picture, you know? Nice, um, bro. I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah. You got the best of both worlds. So we're going to end this episode with a quote. I was watching The Last Airbender, and your character said, it is easy to do nothing, but hard to forgive. Very simple statement. What do you think about that quote? You know, it's, it's pretty <laughs> profound, honestly, like, especially for what was intended to be a kid show. I, right. I, I say that because like, it grew into something much larger than a kid show, so to speak. Right. Um, but you know, I think like there, there are definitely like a lot of lessons that can be learned from watching the show. All of, all the characters go on a journey, a physical journey, but also, you know, they, they learn a lot about themselves and each other, like in any good story. Um, but, um, you know, I I think that you, 
there's definitely like especially like compared to other kids shows i think like there there are lessons there are moral lessons um and uh i think it was you know really cool to be a part of something like that um I, ang is a character that I admire. You know, I voiced him, but I, I didn't write his lines. Deep, dude. Yeah. Deep. I, I think I think that we can all learn uh, from watching this series. You know, especially now. Uh, yeah. Is there um, a starting age or a finishing age with this show, or do, would you say that it's from birth to death? Anyone could watch it. There's not really like a, a, a set age bracket for it. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's it's intended for kids, um, and they. The creators did a really great job of making it for kids, but there's something in it for everybody. I know that's like kind of a cliche, but like they they handle it really well. It's it's an action show. It's violent, but it's not too violent. And the way that they approach violence is is interesting and you know somewhat progressive, I'd say. Um, so it's okay to watch with kids, but I I know so many adults, uh, you know, in their 30s, 40s, and beyond mm-hmm. that are big fans <laughs> of the show and, right. and, and like. The, 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 like the, the fantasy world kind of situation. Yeah, absolutely. Like they, there, there have been like panels at, at Comic Con and stuff like that, uh, which like I've I've been asked to a lot. Uh, I just haven't like been able to like build up the courage to go to. It. Yeah. Um. Uh. But uh. You know, there's something there for everybody. Uh, yeah. Cool, man. Well, the only way you guys are gonna find out is watch the freaking show. It is right. on Netflix right now, Zach. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate you stopping by here. Episode 42 of the Ted Jones World Podcast. Whether you're watching on YouTube, hello. Whether you were listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, give us some feedback. We want to hear from you. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.